Well, good morning and uh, thank you for staying for this part of the, the service. You could be nipping out to do other stuff and nobody would know. And thanks for Bethany for, for doing that, that wonderful reading. Who are her parents? They should be proud of her. Sure they should. Anyway, today is Pentecost Sunday and we are looking at the, the subject of the arrival of the Holy Spirit and, 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 our, and we've seen in our, in our reading what happened after you know, people were filled with the Holy Spirit after that amazing event. But you know, I, I do have a problem with the, the record of Pentecost. And the, the dilemma is that as you read through the, the rest of the book of the Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, you kind of get the feeling, yeah, but these are all performed by superheroes, extraordinary people used by God to accomplish seemingly impossible things. I mean, look at Peter. On the day of Pentecost, he preaches to the, the, the crowd, to the masses, and 3,000 people become Christians. Have you ever heard of that? Have you done that? <laughs> Definitely not me. Oh, oh, you read on about the disciples. They were healing so many people that, that, that the people, the sick, would lie on the street hoping that the shadow of the disciples would, um, or the apostles, as they were called by then, uh, would touch them and they'd be healed. Has that happened to you? It's not happened to me. Or, or Philip. Philip was teleported after he preached. He preached in the desert. And next thing you know, teleported. Time travel. Have you ever done time travel? Not me. Although in saying that, I've got to be honest, I am aware of some people who have done that. One of them being my brother. And if I had the time, I'd tell you the gobsmacking story. But you can ask me if you see me, and I'll tell you the story about him and a couple of others that I'm aware of who have teleported, that have time travelled. Or Paul, another superhero in Acts. You know, he caused you know a, a massive crisis in a, in a city by, by his preaching. He raised a boy from the dead. He was shipwrecked and stoned, but still survived. And he crawls onto the, the, an island, Malta, I think it was, after being shipwrecked. And he then heals everybody on the island. So you can relax and have a tendency to think, you know, this is all great, this power of the Holy Spirit. But it's not for mere mortals like me. You know, I'm, I'm useless. I'm, I'm a failure compared to these guys. But then. We come across this story in the middle of all these superheroes. The story of Stephen. Or Steve, as his mates called him, I believe. Or maybe Steve. We come across Stephen. And we see from our reading this morning that he was called to wait on tables. To serve food to the widows. That's what he was called to do. Imagine that. Don't get me wrong. We, we read it in, in, in Acts chapter 6. He was a man filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That was the criteria 
that the apostles did in the selection process. And then he was selected to serve in the dinner line, to be a dinner lady. That was his job. You know, the exciting news of Pentecost is that people like Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, were still able to fulfill their calling before God in the dinner line, in the norm. His position of authority, his position given to him, his role before God and before man was to serve food. And the, the account says, even though there wasn't any gossip calls about him or Twitter feeds or Instagram pictures, it says that he was bringing me with God's grace and energy. He was doing the great things among the people. Or the, the Nib version says, he was, Stephen was a, a man full of power and, and faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is producing miraculous things. 17, to put it in 21st century situation. In fact, you know, he's, he's so powerful in this dinner man duty, in this lunch dinner queue situation, that the local officials want to shut him up. So they bring false charges against him. We didn't read all this, but and he defends himself in front of the high priest, no less. You know, I read a quote that said this, God does not direct his children to do the unusual until they show faithfulness in the ordinary. Let me say that again. God does not direct his children to do the unusual until they show faithfulness in the ordinary. So, Steve, Stephen, a man filled with the Holy Spirit, goes about his duty, his responsibility of serving food, of looking after those in need, giving out teas and coffees, whatever it may be. And in the ordinary, he does wonders for God. Let me ask you a question. What tables are you waiting on right now? Now that's a metaphoric question, and it's also a literal question. And I feel challenged to say to you this morning, what job, what service are you not doing? Because you really feel it might be below your spiritual abilities. You know, that act of service in the ordinary could lead to your greatest moment of ministry. When you allow the Holy Spirit to operate through you in the ordinary in the mundane, in the, in the simple tasks. No lights, no cameras, no applause, and many times nobody even noticed. However, a dinner queue, a dinner queue moment may change history, or at least it may change somebody's life. And I want to encourage you this morning to look at Stephen and see his humility, see his willingness to serve and where he was placed. 
and see that filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, still amazing things happened. Now, I want to tell you about Greek soldiers. You know, when Greek soldiers, way back in ancient Greek, went out to, to fight, they went out in, in twos. And when they faced an enemy, they, they faced them back to back, back to back, whatever the, the way of doing that is. And that was so they could uh, guard each other's weak points and, and defend each other and support each other. And, and the word that was used for that was the other soldier was your paraclete, your, your helper, your, your support, uh, your defence, your paraclete. Now why do I mention that? Uh, the reason I mention that is it's the same Greek word used in John chapter 14 when uh, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit your helper, which is sometimes translated as, as counsellor. Now, I know uh, uh, it's often referred to that word paraclete is in, in modern Greek, and at the time of Christ uh, it was used more often to mean like a, a legal counsellor, a legal support, a legal helper, somebody who had your back in that respect. But I also like the fact that it also meant that in a fight, you went out together and the Holy Spirit was your paraclete. Was your, you, know, you fought together and they def and he defended the Holy Spirit or she. The Holy Spirit defended you. And I, I want to bring that point up today because when it comes to understanding the Holy Spirit's role in what we're talking about with Stephen and you know in any situation you find yourself in, I find that some people misquote uh, a verse from Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 which says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on into completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And they say it's the Holy Spirit's job to, to, to do the work in us and complete the work in us. It's nothing to do with me. But the previous verse is very important in understanding that. And verse 5 says, because of your partnership in the gospel from this first day until now. So looking at these verses in context, it's talking about you being a partner with the Holy Spirit. It's the idea of paraclete again. So we go into battle, we go into situations, and the Holy Spirit is there with us, defending us, helping us, being our support, being our counsellor. It's not a case of we do nothing and the Holy Spirit does it all. And it's not a case of we go in alone. But we do go in. It's a partnership. So what am I saying here, putting these two points together? I'm saying I don't want you to be concerned and worried about all this great and grand and supernatural stuff. Just go out there. And do whatever you're going to do with the Holy Spirit as your paraclete. Excuse me. But let's be clear here. Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit when he did this. But also, let's be clear, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit with you. And it's up to you to decide how much authority and how much help you receive from the Holy Spirit. I want to make another thing clear as well. 
these characters and acts were not superheroes. They were just men and women like you and me. But they can inspire us because they were people who were living their life given over to the authority of God and the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, I believe that anything that these guys and girls did in Acts, we can do today. But let's start with the ordinary, as that wise man said, and look at building to maybe something a bit more unusual. I want to bring out another point here. It's a slight uh, side uh, point. You know, Stephen was a man who waited on tables. That's what he was. A, a, a lovely guy. And his job was to wait on tables. But he stands unique in the Bible because of something that happened in this story. And in this story, in Acts chapter 7 and verse 54, we're told... That as he was facing his death, he looked up into the heavens and he saw Jesus standing by the side of God the Father. There's no other occasion in the Bible that we're told that Jesus stood. Now I'm not quite sure what was happening there. I don't know if if uh, Stephen was so close to, to God that the the, the the veil between the, the, the physical and the spiritual realm just parted and he saw into the, 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 that spiritual realm. I'm not quite sure, but I find that that little couple of verses, for me the most powerful and emotional verses in the Bible. I don't know if you can just picture the scene as he's been stoned to death. He looks up and Jesus says, Come to me. Come to me. And in that situation, Stephen says to the people that are stoning him, he says to, to Jesus, Lord, don't hold it against them. And he mirrors the word that Jesus said on the cross to the soldiers. Unbelievable faith, unbelievable humility, unbelievable goodness, kindness, gentleness self-control and as he dies Jesus stands in heaven to receive him the only recorded account of that ever taking place and I just love that that scene I just love that thought I, I just love picturing the, the heart of Jesus welling up and to understand the feeling that Jesus God the Son, God the Father had in watching the events take place to understand that the, the love that he had for Stephen and he has for us you know, as we go about our job serving him. Now, on one last point, we read at the end of the story and throughout the story the, the, the anger and judgment of the Pharisees uh, against Stephen. You know, in, in human terms, when, when we hear something we don't like, when we, when we are, uh, somebody says things that you know don't sit easy with us, that might make us feel uneasy, that might 
prod us, you know, could inspire us, but instead of inspire us, you know, it's quite easy to lash out or, or to blame others or, or deflect what you're hearing or, or to use the, the words that are used in Acts. Be, be furious, it says. They were gnashing their teeth and they started to yell. I can understand that human response from the Pharisees. Stephen was saying something that didn't sit comfortable with them. It shook them, made them uncomfortable. If they were to accept it, they would have to change. And their response was not to do that. Their response was to say, I'm not listening to you. I'm covering my ears. I'm going to get rid of you and get rid of what you're saying. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's often a response that we can have. You know, it's so easy to be judgmental. We see something in somebody else. And, and what we do is instead of looking at ourselves, we look at them and we, we judge them. You know, Jesus, you know, gave some really good advice back in, where was it, Matthew chapter 7. And it says, why do you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? And the, really the reason for that is it's a lot easier to pay attention to the speck of dust in somebody else's eye than the plank in your eye, is it? It's a lot easier not to look at yourself, but just to judge others or ridicule others or get angry at others. But we see that the wonderful example of Stephen that didn't do that. He just looked at himself and went where he was. And I, I want to encourage you uh, this week. I'm going forward over the next couple of months. Over the next couple of months, we're going to be looking at the fruit of the Spirit in different ways. And we can listen to these services and we can either go, well, I'm all right on this one, but he's not or she's not. Or we can think about how we can apply it to ourselves, how we can apply it to help us in our journey, how we can grow in these different areas. I want to really encourage you, you know, not to compare yourself to others, which is futile. There's no point in doing that. We've all of our own lives to live with our own set of circumstances, you know, and our, our own weights to carry and, and joys to celebrate. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. And don't judge other people either. But try and take an example from Stephen, which is to live his life the way that God asked him to live his life. Be, be filled with the fruit of the Spirit and use the Holy Spirit as your paraclete. Use the Holy Spirit as what is one who's going to support you, defend you, go into battle with you, so that you and God together can do and will do marvellous things. This day of Pentecost is a day when we remember that we received power, dynamite, Dunamis is the word in, in the Greek, when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples. And that power of the Holy Spirit is available to each of us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And I've used this illustration many times before. It's like being sat in a sports car, but not turning on the engine and driving it. The power is there, the power is available, but we have our responsibility. We have to turn on the engine and utilise that power. And even better would be to slide across to the passenger seat 
and let an expert driver take control of that power. So, we can learn things from Stephen. A humble man, a godly man, who served on tables and was used amazingly by God in that service. Thank you. Let's just pray. Father, I pray for each person who's, who's listening to this, wherever they may be, in, in Southport, England, or in Southport, Australia, or anywhere in between. Lord, I pray that this Pentecost, that, that we together may offer ourselves up to be anointed by the power of your Holy Spirit so that we can serve you and serve others where you have placed us. Lord, let us not aspire you know, to, to have great positions, but let us aspire to be the servant of all and honour you in the simple tasks, in the dinner queue, in the servings of teas and coffees, in the looking after of those who need looking after. And Lord, who knows where that may lead.